Big Lezzers League, an all rugby league experience. Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League, an all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. We're going to be touching on the Sunday games to finish off the reviews for the second week of the trials. We're going to be talking about the World Club Challenge this morning. Then we're also going to touch on the Raiders, Cowboys and Titans and Eels games. So we'll start off with the World Club Challenge. Obviously a very tight one right up until the end. There were a lot of controversial calls. But you can't really take that away from how Wigan played. I thought Wigan were really in that contest. They were really tough out of their own end, especially in the first half. The second half, there was a lot of penalties and decisions that went their way for sure. And it definitely helped them with the end result. But you can't really take away from how they started that game, the intensity they brought into that game, how they defended in their middle as well. They thought that they were really solid. The Wigan side against the Penrith side that has won three in a row, um, especially when you look at the differences between the competitions as well. Super League generally, watch from watching it a little bit and pieces of it last year, it usually is a lot slower. There are actually a few different rules. There's not many. There's not as many rules as what there are in NRL. Uh, there's a few rule changes that have happened in the NRL where. Uh, you know, they haven't happened, obviously, in the Super League yet. Um, people compared the Super League to Rugby League 10, 20 years ago, which it kind of is in terms of the speed, the rules. And I guess when you specifically look at the rules part of it, it sort of did have a little bit of an impact in this game. Obviously, they were supposed to ref with the Australian rules. That's what I'd heard, at least. They were going to ref with the Australian rules. The Australian rules state that if it is a one-on-one strip, if you strip the ball one-on-one, it's allowed, it's okay. There was a one-on-one strip with Liam Martin and it was called back for a strip. There was a penalty. It was freaking hectic. It was one of the decisions towards the back end of the game in that second half that I guess was one of the big turning points and something that definitely helped Wigan um, you know, keep the momentum and win that game in the end. Um, obviously, the try at the end as well. Uh, for Taylor and May, it looked like he'd grounded that ball. Uh, they, I think they said it was inconclusive evidence at the end and obviously uh, called no try and Wigan won the game. There was a try at the start of the game that was scored as well. Uh, I forget who the try scorer was, but uh, they did not ground the ball on the line. Uh, you could pretty clearly see from all the angles they were showing that the ball really didn't get to the line until he sort of rolled onto his side and pushed it down into there. So he promoted the ball but they still called it a try. So, yes, you could definitely see there was a few refereeing decisions and, um, you know, some things that, that happened in the game that obviously went more the way of the Wigan Warriors and it helped them win that game. But as I said, you can't really take away from what Wigan had done in that game, how they played, the toughness that they played with. They had some really good performances in the middle. It was a big defensive game for me. It was a very defensive game. The Panthers were very unlucky to win it. I think that last decision, if you look at it again and again with the Taylor May try, you'd probably say that it's a try, but look, it is what it is. It's done now. The Panthers obviously lost the second year in a row now, the World Club Challenge, which is hectic. They haven't won a World Club Challenge since they've won the comp Uh, way back in 2021, which is, you know, crazy to think of. Absolutely insane. Now, some of the guys that I thought performed really well in this one, for the Penrith Panthers, we'll start with, I thought that Dylan Edwards was really critical in that game, especially some of his kick returns. They really helped the Penrith Panthers get out of their own end in most cases. Uh, The Wigan side actually put in some really decent kicks by uh, Bevan French or Harry Smith, the halfback. They put in some really good kicks into um, Penrith's end and, Uh, Dylan Edwards did very, very well and made it look easy getting out of his own end. Obviously, one of the better kick returners 
yeah, in terms of fullbacks in the competition at the moment. Uh, he really showed that. was really solid with his kick returns. Um, and it, as I said, it really helped the Penrith Panthers with getting momentum in their sets in most cases. He ran for 208 metres, had a line break, five tackle bust, obviously scored a try in that game as well. I thought Dylan Edwards was critical in this one for the Panthers. He kept them in it for sure, especially when they got into their attacking sets with those kick returns. He was pivotal. Uh, Isaiah, yo, fuck, he had some tough runs, uh, got really heavily involved in attack. He was running every single set and was heavily involved in defense as well. 118 meters, 31 tackles, two tackle busts, four offloads, had a really solid run as well where he was on the edge, uh, got passable on the edge, had a fend, ran onto the outside of his defender, broke the line, had a pass straight back inside for Nathan Cleary. Cleary obviously dropped it, but uh, it was a great run. Yoey was just full of intensity, had some really tough carries in that game and set the tone for his other front rowers as well. I thought that he was one of the more solid games I've seen from Yoey. Yoey's obviously more known for his ball playing, being that link man in the 13. It was one of those games we saw a glimpse of it in origin. He's great at, you know, being that facilitator, being the link man in the middle, but he's also good at just running straight and hard, uh, running great lines, you know, obviously stepping on the outside with a fend. He's quite elusive in that regard as well. So I thought that Yoey had one of his better games. Uh, I thought that Mitch Kenny was solid as well. They were, at, they were at risk of losing him in this one, obviously due to suspension from what happened in the offseason. Lucky he was available to play. 56 tackles, zero errors from him, one line break and a try assist. I thought that he was outstanding in the middle as well. Um, Mitch Kenny. I thought that Jack Cole did quite well as well. Uh, there was a little bit of risk of injury there. Uh, when he was at 5'8", he looked like he went down for a little bit, got smashed by um, one of the palms on the edge in defense uh, and stayed down for a little bit. But um, other than that, he is 19, 20 years old. I thought that he was outstanding. Um, Jack Cole, I thought that he did a really solid job coming in there. Um, obviously, with Luai out and Sorensen out, I thought that this Penrith side did a really, really solid job. Um, as for the Wigan side, as I said, you can't take away from their performance. They still had a very solid game. I thought that Jai Field at fullback obviously thought that it was going to be the other way around with Jai Field in the halves and Bevan French at fullback. That's what I had been used to seeing, obviously, in NRL level. But Field was at fullback and uh, Bevan French was at 5'8". Both of them played really, really solid. Uh, Jai Field obviously had a try assist, ran for 131 metres, three tackles, two tackle busts. I thought that he was really good. Uh, Bevan French, 53 metres gained, 19 tackles, a line break assist and a try assist as well. Uh, Obviously, nearly scored a try of his own too off a chip off the scrum, which was... Just insane. That play, so dangerous. I hope that Penrith were taking notes from that one because that was insane. It would have been the better one of the better tries that we've ever seen too, that one. So, yeah, um, Bevan French had a blinder. I thought that he was really good. Just, you know, picking his moments. I thought that at 5'8", it really suited him. Had a long ball for that first try too. I just need to get the guy's name up. Um, but it was one of the names we sort of struggled with when we were reading out the team list, one of the wingers. Uh, it was Abbas Miski. That first try where he threw that cutout ball, outstanding. I thought that he had a um, really good game with his ball playing. I thought that, you know, I, I sort of doubted him at 5'8". I thought that he did a really good job there. Uh, and then Jake Wardle, one of the centers for the Wigan Warriors. He was great as well. 133 meters, 15 tackles, five tackle busts, and a try scored in this game as well. Really, really solid stuff. Uh, I thought as well from the Wigan side, 
That Liam Farrell, the captain in number 12, I honestly think he could be an NRL top quality back rower. So tough. He's taking some really tough carries out of his own end. His defense was really solid. He was coming out of the line and putting some mean shots on. I think he was the one that put the shot on Jack Cole where he stayed down for a little bit too. He's really solid. I thought that he had a really good defensive game. Now, I just want to pull myself up here as well before we go over to the next game. Um, I thought that... The uh, Penrith Panthers could use their entire bench, including the reserves. I thought it was going to be like an actual trial. I forgot that it was just the, the 17 that you name. Uh, so that's my fault. I thought that it was different. But I tell you what, this bench rotation, it worked a lot better than what I thought it would. Lindsay Smith, I think, ended up playing a bit of edge forward too, uh, which was interesting to watch. I thought he did quite well there too on the edge, but um, you know, he'll be one to watch as well. Obviously played a lot of front row last year, did quite well on an edge as well. So uh, Lindsay Smith, definitely one to watch coming off the bench during the year to see if he gets a spot on the edge potentially throughout the year, whether he um, comes off the bench and goes onto an edge more predominantly or comes into the middle. I think it just depends on the game as well, but I thought he did quite well when he came on and uh, had a little bit of a stint on the edge before moving back into the middle. Although that Liam Henry was quite good in his first game as well. Keen to see him throughout the season. Uh, jersey number 16, he was Liam Henry. Thought that, thought that he was quite good through the middle. I thought that both the middles for the Penrith Panthers were quite good. James Fisher-Harris, Moses Leota. It was a tough game. Uh, obviously in foreign territory as well over in England. But not only that, we got to give credit where credit is due. The Wigan Warriors were very tough in defense. They were. It was a lot of uh, defensive intensity from both sides. It was just one of those big, tough defensive games. Uh, and obviously, the Wigan Warriors ended up coming on top controversially, but they did win the game. You've got to give credit where credit is due there. And the Penrith Panthers have not won a World Club Challenge since winning the comp in 2021. How hectic is that? Let's go to the next game, the Raiders and the Cowboys. This one was quite a tight one. Obviously, the Cowboys run away with it in the end. Kyle Felt getting three tries in this one. Had a pretty rough start, uh, but obviously came good in the end and had a bit of a blinder towards the back end of the game. I thought that Kyle Felt was great. Uh, and obviously, when we're talking about him getting the spot over Semi Valame as well to start the year, you know, he's making a case for himself. He really is. First game in this season, scores three tries. He's definitely making a case for him to start the year. And speaking for blokes, making a case for themselves to start in first grade, Tom McKayle. We called him out at the start of the game, saying that he could have a big one, had a big game last week. He killed it coming off the bench in the front row. Tom McKayle was the number 18, uh, had an absolute rampage towards the back end of the game. Uh, the second half was all his pretty much. He did some pretty insane things, scored two tries in this one. Um, I thought that he was really solid through the middle as well, run for a stack of just looked really impressive. I do think that he can earn a spot uh, on the bench. Obviously, unfortunately for Cohen Hess, it looks like his season could potentially be done or maybe a substantial injury that keeps him out for a long period. Uh, so Tom McKayle, he can definitely earn himself a spot in this team. That's for sure. A spot has opened up for him. It'll be him versus Sam McIntyre. I think both of these guys have a lot of potential to fill a spot in this side somewhere with Cohen Hess being out to start the season. I thought both of these guys have had a really solid past two weeks, but Tom McKayle in this game, it took it to another level. Ran for 61 metres, four offloads, three tackle busts, and scored two tries. Had an absolute blinder. Now, we were talking about the back row rotation. Now that Luciano Lelua is officially a St. George Illawarra Dragon, 
Helam Luke, he's now making a case for himself in this game as well. 156 metres, 76 post contact, 17 tackles, two tackle busts. He had a blind to Helam Luke. He put some massive shots on during this game as well. I thought that Helam Luke was really impressive in this one. We talked about Kyle Felt, three tries, two tackle busts, three line breaks, 109 metres, had a blinder. We flipped that to the Canberra Raiders, who obviously had a decent first half. Ethan Strange was making a lot of things happen for them, but I thought Matsumoko was one of their top stars. 87 metres, a line break, four tackle busts, and a try scored. uh, Trey Mooney as well, making a case for himself to get into the rotation. Had 68 metres, 22 tackles, three tackle busts, and two offloads. Peter Holler as well, 87 metres, 17 tackles, two tackle busts, and a try scored in this game as well. It was definitely a game for the forwards there for Canberra in the first half, especially through the middle. But I thought that the the Cowboys in that second half, they took it to another level. Tom McKayle, Kyle Felt playing really solid games. Helam Lukey as well, having an absolute blinder um, there on the edge. Now, Ethan Strange, while the stats don't really tell you much about his game, he was making a lot of things happen for this Raiders side. He had a lot of uh, touches of the ball, um, you know, was involved in most of their tries, um, just looked really solid, unlucky to be sent off later in the game. But defensively, he was good, um, had a lot of involvements, as I said before, kicked for 221 metres. He looked really solid there at seven, and last week he did the same. He looked really good last week as well. So to be honest, I think Ethan Strange has pretty much won that jersey in the number six, depending on if he's not suspended for round one. He could very well be suspended after being sent for 10 in the bin. And look, it was a dangerous tackle, but there wasn't much in it. He was just trying to get the forward to the ground. There really wasn't much in that tackle. Yes, it was dangerous. Yes, he had to be a bit more careful, but there's not really too much he could do in that situation either. He was just trying to get his man to the ground. Did he do it the right way? No, but I didn't really think there was enough in it for him to get put on report and put in the bin. Report would have been fine on its own, but... To go to the bin, yes, you're trying to keep your players safe. Yes, you're trying to send a message, but I don't think it was as bad as what it looked like, you know, during the game. I think that, yes, you got to keep your players safe, but it was a trial game, you know, and he is just trying to get his man to the ground. Look, it is fair enough. Hopefully, he doesn't get suspended for it. Definitely could, but hopefully, he's available for round one for the Raiders' sake as well. KO Weeks, I'm sure, will do a good job at fullback in the meantime, but... If Ethan Strange is suspended, when he gets back, he's the 5'8 for me. He's proven it over the past two weeks that he is the guy for them moving forward. Interestingly enough, though, watching some of his highlights, he is a right side 5'8, and Jamal Fogarty usually likes to go down the right side as well. So maybe Fogarty moves his game over to the left, or maybe they make um, you know Ethan Strange a little bit more left side dominant. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but I thought that Ethan Strange of the past two weeks, he's definitely earned that number six jersey. Solid game. The Cowboys obviously won it in that really crazy second half, uh, or they were dominating pretty much for most of the time. Kyle Felt, Helam Lukey, Tom McKayle, Ethan Strange, uh, Matsumoko, Peter Holler. There were a lot of performances in this one. Uh, Matsumoko, that try where he ran straight around Valentine Holmes was insane as well. There were a lot of performances in this game. Solid one as well. Um, and look, for a Canberra side who doesn't have too much figured out right now, 
They are playing good in the trial game. So maybe that is a sign for Ricky's Raiders going into the start of the year. Maybe they are all right, even though they don't really have everything figured out right now. We'll find out in the regular season. And then going into the last game, the Parramatta Reels versus the Gold Coast Titans. It was a great game. I thought it was quite fast as well for a trial game. Super fast footy being played. Obviously, the Titans, we know that that's the type of footy that they play. They generally like to play that faster game of football. And when you've got guys like Keanu Keeney, AJ Brimson in your side, you're definitely going to be playing that brand of footy, that's for sure. Eels had the very strong start of they started the better team for sure. In the first half, they were definitely on top. I thought that Bailey Simonson, he looks really good coming into the year. Every time he got the ball in his hands, he looked really dangerous. But the real standout for me for the Parramatta Reels was Jermaine Hopgood. 203 metres, 30 tackles, three offloads, and a try in this one as well. Uh, it just looked really soft lo- solid. His offloading game was great. He just looked on song. He looks really good coming into the year. Jermaine Hopgood had a real blinder in this one. Uh, Bryce Cartwright there on the edge as well on that right-hand side. He was really good last year. He's carrying on that form into this year. Uh, had 94 metres, three offloads, a try assist, and obviously a try from a beautiful Mitch Moses kick back inside. Um, obviously, when they were running out of room on that right-hand side, um, obviously from a play of the ball, Gutho got the ball out of dummy half, passes it to Moses. Moses goes down the right, runs out of room, kicks it back in field just before he steps out. And obviously, Bryce Cartwright score. Uh, scores. It was a great try. The Parramatta attack, it does look like it's humming going into the start of the year. Will Panasini on that right-hand side as well. 144 metres, three tackle busts, a line break assist, and a try as well in this game. Looked really, really tough. They are directing a lot of their attack down the right-hand side. Mike Sevo wasn't getting too much ball down the left-hand side. And when they were directing footy down the left-hand side of the field as well, he didn't look that impressive. He's definitely not the best Mike Seaver that we've seen in the past. He he has sort of fallen out of form over the past 12 months or so. I'd love to see a fully fresh, rearing, ready-to-go Mike Seaver, at least going into the start of the year, going into round one. Fresh start, comes in, absolutely kills it. We know what Mike Seaver can do at his best. He obviously had a massive hit on AJ Brimson when he was coming down that right-hand side or the Titans' right-hand side. Uh, obviously, the left-hand side for the Parramatta Reels. Sevo put a massive shot on AJ Brimson when they were roaming down that side. Brimo, credit to him, managed to get the ball away still, but um, it was a really big hit from Mike Sevo, probably one of his best moments from the game. Other than that, didn't really get the ball much and didn't really do much with the ball when he had it in his hands. We know what Mike Sevo can do at his best. I'd love to just see him red-hot, rearing, ready to go. Now, as for the Gold Coast Titans, Bo Firma, he had a great game, had a beautiful cutout pass for that Alafiana Camperera try. He also had 89 metres, six tackle busts, an offload, and a try assist, obviously, to Alafiana Camperera. Interestingly, though... We thought that Bo Firma was going to start on the right-hand side because Dave Fafita's out. Alec is the guy to come in, but Alec was on the right. Bo Firma was actually on the left, and it looks like he's going to start there with, um, obviously, Kieran Foran on that same side as well at 5-8. Kieran Foran not playing in this game. He got ruled out and rested. They put Tom Weaver in at 5-8. I thought he did quite well as well. Uh, Bo Firma, interestingly enough, playing on the left-hand side to start the year. Does that mean that Dave Fafita is going to move over to the right? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, AJ Brimson, 148 metres, uh, a tackle bust, a line break, and a try in this one. He was sensational. AJ Brimson had a big day. He looks really, really good at centre, like really good. Uh, a lot of speed going down that right. 
Looks like Tanner Boyd is going to have a lot of fun going down that right-hand side and using a guy like AJ Brimson a lot. I think a lot of their attack is actually going to be aimed potentially down the right-hand side too with AJ over there. Uh, obviously, with Dave Fafita out as well, it looks like their attack is going to go to the right. AJ was playing on the left last time, which was a little bit confusing. He got moved over to the right-hand side. Harley Smith-Shields was on the left. Very interesting. I'd love to see what the plan is for AJ, whether he will be playing on the left or on the right. We've seen him in both roles over the past two weeks, which has been very confusing. Uh, but Bo Firma, he was playing on the left-hand side. Definitely something to consider. Alec was on the right-hand side. So, yeah, it does raise a lot of questions with how this Titan side will be structured this year, especially when in round four we see uh, Jaden Campbell and Dave Fafita coming back into this side. Where they're going to fit? Is Dave Fafita going to go to the right? Is Bo Firma going to get moved back to the right-hand side with Fafita staying on that left with Kieran Foran? How is it going to work? It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, as we said before, it was fast footy from the Titans. It was a very fast-paced game. The Titans definitely played better in the second half. They just struggled a little bit to get points on the board. Uh, Parramatta, I thought their best half was their first half. Uh, the second half, they sort of dropped off a little bit. Still played quite well. A lot of their young guys came on. They sort of dropped off a little bit. The Titans' best half was actually the second half when some of the younger guys started to come on. Now, one of those younger guys is Oscar Bryant. We did talk about him leading into the game. A really good hooker. Great service on him. Did a really good job last week. I think that he'll go quite well going into uh, the season for Q Cup. And obviously, if they need him throughout the year, he's going to be a great replacement there in the number nine. They definitely do have a great amount of number nines uh, coming through this system at the moment. They've obviously got Sam Verrills, Chris Randall, Aaron Clark. And then Oscar Bryant, you add him to that list as well. They've got a ton of hookers going into this year. Uh, a guy that I forgot to mention before we end this one uh, was Philip Sami on the right wing. I thought that he was really good and that's going to be a really lovely combination with him uh, and AJ Brimson there on the right. Uh, he ran for 108 metres, five tackle busts, a line break and a try in this one. Philip Sami looks like he's in for another big year, and I can't wait to see it from him. But solid game from the Titans. It was the Eels' first half and the Titans' second half, but the Titans, towards the back end of the game, just couldn't stack on enough points to beat the Parramatta Eels. It was a solid game. The winners of the uh, preseason challenge were the Brisbane Broncos. They won the 100K, so congratulations to them. It was a really good two weeks of preseason trials. Can't wait for round one to kick off, though. Can't wait for next week where we get Vegas round. That's full time. See you in the next one.